From the Ohio School Boards Association, I'm Scott Gerfin. This is Leading the Way, brought to you by Sedgwick. The Ohio Department of Education has released state report cards using the new star-based rating system that replaced the former A through F grades. The change resulted from a law passed by the Ohio General Assembly. A couple of members from OSBA's legislative team are here to talk about the new rating system. Jennifer Hogue, OSBA's Director of Legislative Services, and Will Schwartz, Deputy Director of Legislative Services. Jennifer, let me start with you. Talk about the results that we saw from these new report cards that were just released. Sure, thanks Scott. We were really excited last week. When you look overall at the state, we saw increases in performance across all grade levels and all subgroups and all subjects um, from last year. So we know that we're working hard across all districts to close that learning lag. Um, so that was some exciting things to see. We also had 13 districts that received the top five stars on all of their ratings. And we also saw a lot of good growth scores across districts all around the state, all different types of districts. So how valuable is this data in the new rating system? Does it help school districts understand the needs of students? That's a hard question. I think it depends on who you ask and how you look at the report card. It's an important piece of information. It certainly shows the performance of students on those assessments and how you know they're growing in those subject areas over time. But the thing to keep in mind is that this report card is just one piece of how you measure performance of students, the work that's happening in school districts. And so while it provides some valuable information, it's not all the information that we need to take a whole look at a district and determine whether or not they're making a difference in the lives of students. Well, I want to ask you, uh, talk a little bit about how these changes came about at the General Assembly. Scott, about a year ago, a few uh, legislators from the House to the Senate got together in uh, the month of June to iron out a compromise between two competing uh, pieces of report card reform. Senator Andrew Brenner, Representative Don Jones, and Representative Phil Robinson sat down um, and found some common ground on improving the report card uh, through various reforms. And they incorporated these changes into a House bill that was pending in the Senate, uh, that's House Bill 82. Uh, that bill was subsequently approved by the legislature and signed by the governor uh, on July 1st uh, of last year. And this is the first school year um, that we will see changes to the report card system and a departure away from the A to F system that we've had for about a decade. Tell me a little bit about the changes that were made. The first is the ubiquitous one. That's the elimination of the A to F ratings, um, replacing those with a star rating system of one through five stars, five being uh, the highest level, one being the lowest, uh, and each star rating being accompanied by text descriptors uh, like meeting state standards or um, needing significant support to meet state standards, things like that. Uh, there was also a, a one-year delay uh, in providing an overall star rating for school districts and public schools. Uh, that overall rating uh, is going to use each of the individual components to derive that overall rating. Uh, but there was kind of concern by lawmakers and stakeholders that we need to uh, evaluate how the first report card ratings shake out before providing an overall rating and see if any you know adjustments need to be made. Uh, there's also a three-year pause in uh, providing a star rating to the college, career, workforce, and military readiness component. This used to be called the prepared for success component under the prior rating system. Um, and there's, there's a three-year delay so that we can evaluate 
um, and run simulations of how this component works under the new uh, rating system because it itself has been modified uh, from the prior component as well. So uh, some changes there. There's also been some other elements that have been you know, less newsworthy uh, but are perhaps most important to the reform work by policymakers. Uh, in addition to revising the names of some of the components, policymakers revised the grading methodologies and the contents uh, that were utilized in the components to more accurately measure school quality. Uh, and one final item that we're excited about, uh, both for the public and for parents, is the inclusion of some non-test related information that helps provide a fuller picture about what schools are offering to students and families. Uh, for example, there's now what's called a student opportunity profile where parents can go to the school's report card and learn about student-teacher ratios by district or by building or uh, the ratio of students to mental health professionals or you know, the percentage of students who are taking you know, a world language course um, or the percentage of students who are enrolled in all-day kindergarten. All these items are unrated uh, but help tell, that, that better, you know, tell, tell a better story about what's actually uh, going on in schools not directly related to state tests. When someone goes to look at the state report card, what are they going to see? Scott, there's going to be a lot of information. Um, and the, the main core elements of the report card uh, still live within those six areas, um, those six components that we utilize. Uh, the first is the achievement component. Uh, that's going to use student test scores to evaluate uh, whether a student's performance met state set thresholds uh, while also displaying the actual test performances for the school district or the school building. On the progress component, this is going to use student test scores to evaluate the student's growth that they made uh, based on prior year's test scores. The gap closing component, this is primarily using student test scores to evaluate how well student, student groups like low income students, students of color, English learners and others, how well they're doing at meeting their growth or achievement goals. Uh, the graduation component is, is self-explanatory, uses the four-year and five-year graduation rate data to provide um, a rating for, for that element. Uh, there's also the early literacy component that used to be titled the Improving At-Risk K-3 Readers component. Uh, this is using state test data to first measure reading proficiency, uh, measure the promotion rate of third graders going into fourth grade, uh, as well as measuring how well schools are doing at supporting struggling readers. And the sixth and final component is the one I mentioned earlier, the college, career, workforce, and military readiness component. This is using 14 different measures to estimate how prepared the graduating class is to go on to post-secondary education, enter the workforce, or join the armed forces. Uh, these items include things like ACT or SAT scores, AP credits earned, industry-recognized credentials, enlistment in the military, or acceptance into an apprenticeship program, for example. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this item is not rated for a couple years, uh, but it is reported on the report card uh, as a helpful tool to parents uh, and the public. So Jennifer, as Will stated, it sounds like there are some ratings we're not going to know now for a year or two. Uh, where do we go from here with these, with the report cards? Uh, can we expect more changes? Are we still in a wait and see? Uh, how do you see it? It's a great question. I think we're still in a wait and see. I think a lot of folks are still pouring over the data and what it's telling us where tweaks can be made, improvements can be made to help better tell the story um, of students across the state and their successes. Final thoughts. 
I would just encourage folks as they're looking at the report card to really look at each of those measures individually to help craft the story. You know, you might see a lower rating in one area and a higher rating in the other when taken together. That tells you, you know, especially if it's in the achievement and then that also in the progress category. If you have a high mark in progress, you're moving in the right direction and, and you'll see student achievement over time if you continue to use those interventions you've put in place. Jennifer, Will, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Make plans to attend the 2022 OSBA Capital Conference and Trade Show, November 13th through the 15th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. No other place will board members and their administrative teams receive the professional development necessary to help students succeed. More than 150 learning sessions are organized into focus areas tailored to the various roles of your district's management team. Find inspiration, innovations, and insights at the OSBA Capital Conference. Register today at conference.ohioschoolboards.org.